Welcome, Welcome to, to Wild Wildflowers, a podcast about wildflowers. I'm your host, Tanea. This and I'm weird. Kelsey, and we're here today to talk about a beautiful flower called the Mariposa Lily. Oh, that's what we're doing. You had told me that like weeks ago, but I totally forgot. But you Yay. So it Okay, I know I have lots of pictures of this one that I took. Okay, good. So I can post them, yeah. Because I found a few on my phone of the Mariposa Lily that I saw this year, but the one so there's the Mariposa Lily that we're covering today is also known as Three Spot Mariposa Lily, Baker Mariposa Lily, or the Sago Lily. Um, and this is in the family Liliaceae, the Lily family. Um, so it's actually a lily. It's not just called a lily. Right. It's actually oh, part. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so the genus is Colochortis. And the species is Apiculatus. So, um... A Spelliarmus. Does it sound like a spell? Yeah. Polychortus Apiculatus. That's actually perfect. Perfect. Okay. That's how I remember it. Um, Rowdy just yawned into the microphone. He decided that now he needs to be present (laughs) for the podcast. And he's ready to go. Are you ready, Rowdy? Okay, so there's two other flowers that we have covered on this podcast that are in the lily family, and do you remember them at all? No? Yeah, give me a second. A lily. Um, A lily that blooms early in the spring. That's yellow. Reflex petals. I don't know. Glacier, glacier, li- glacier Lily. Yes. I knew you were gonna. I was like, you're gonna get it. Um, yeah, we covered Glacier Lily, Erythronum grandiflorum, um, and then Erythronium grandiflorum, and then we also covered uh, the yellow bells in the same episode, which is Fritillaria pudica, which are both in the lily family, and that the yellow bells are the oh, ones okay. that's like nodding. It's a right. singular little flower that has right. its like, head down. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I just want to mention them. They're pretty, pretty cool wildflowers also. Um, But yeah, so there's many different species of Mariposa lily um, that you can find like all over the U.S. And a lot of them grow in Montana. Um, And we're going to talk about a bunch of the different species later because they're all so pretty. And I wanted to show you like the difference between them. Yeah, yeah. But the one that I chose to talk about, Colochorchus apiculatus, the three-spot Mariposa Lily, I just chose that one because it's one of my favorites because it's all fuzzy on the inside, and it's okay. it's just, like, my personal favorite that I haven't seen a lot. Is that... I wonder if that's the one so that I saw. So, one of those might have been the one that you saw in Libby, I think, maybe. Yeah. But there's like, a picture... Yeah! It looks fuzzy in the middle. Yes, exactly. Um, And then the one, the one that I put on the document the word document it's like the one picture i included it looks really fuzzy but that's just why i chose it because i like how i think it's really cute um 
So anyway, but so I wanted to do a little Latin lesson here. Um, so chortis comes from the Greek kalos, which means beautiful, and chortis meaning grass. So chortis is basically like beautiful grass because lilies are known to have grass-like leaves. Um, they're just okay. really simple. They're oh, simple and not serrated. So that's cool. And then, oh yeah, but it's not actually a grass. It just resembles the grass leaves. Right, right. Just to be clear. But also, mariposa, the common name, is Spanish for the word butterfly. Oh, so, yeah. I know that. Mariposa, mariposa. Yeah. So, um, I just thought that was cool. So That's cute. butterfly lily? So, butterfly lily, which exactly sure why if that's because butterflies like to pollinate them or because it looks like a butterfly because i don't really kind of look like a butterfly if you were creative about it <laughs> if you closed your eyes and imagined a butterfly well the problem is though it has the three leaves like if it had i don't know Anyway, yeah that's my thing i'm like it doesn't yeah it's it's really pretty um, yeah the leaves do uh look it's just like, it looks like a blade of grass. It's a blade. Yeah, it looks just like a blade of grass. That's why if you see like a lily with that's not blooming, it's super hard to identify what it is because all the right. leaves are like so simple and just like blades of grass. Yeah. Um. So this is a perennial herb, just meaning that it's an herbaceous plant. So it dies completely back um, in the wintertime, but it com- it will come back from its roots the next year. So their stem is erect, so straight up and down, 10 to 30 centimeters tall, so like about 20 inches tall. Um, so they can be, they're not super tall, but you can notice them. Like a lot of times they'll be above the grass. Um, they can be pretty, you know, pretty tall. Yeah, yeah. And they come from deeply buried, fleshy, egg-shaped, onion-like bulbs. Oh, which are also that's known cool. as corms, which is like it's like a modified. It's just a lot, a lot like an onion. Like it's some, it's part of the stem, right. but it's modified and it, it's how it reproduces and things like that. Um, so it has a little, a fleshy little bulb, which is the same as a lot of other lilies, like glacier lily. You know, like bears eat them. Like they dig up the bulbs and eat them. So it's. Yeah, kind of the same thing. The leaves are basal, single, flat, grass-like. So like you said, it just looks like mm-hmm. a blade of grass. And they're like quite long, so 10 to 30 centimeters long. So they're almost as long as like the stems are and just like pretty yeah. thin. Only like one and a half centimeters wide. So they're pretty, pretty small. And the flowers, so each flower has three white petals and three sepals so a lot of the pictures are like a straight on shot and you can see they're like off the sepals are like off center Mm -hmm. from the petals you can see them all which is makes them like more more fun to look at i guess um they're sometimes yellowish white in color with purple lines and then there's three dark purple dots near the center of this one that i'm talking about um and those are glands. the The center part that's colored is it's just a gland on like the inside of the of the petal. 
so they're broadly cupped, which, you know, it's like, it's like a little bowl, um, three to four centimeters across, and they're, like, going straight out, erect or spreading, um, and there's three, the three broad petals abruptly pointed at tip. So it's like, it's not completely mm-hmm. rounded. There's a little tiny tip at the very end. And then the the hair, the lower half of these petals are hairy and fringed along the edges. So that's the part that I was saying that I like makes them, they're a little different than some of the other species we'll talk about because it's got those hairs and I just think it looks really cute and they feel really soft. But the sepals are green and they're a little bit shorter than the petals. And then there's about one to five flowers in an open cluster. But a lot of times you'll just see them, at least in my case, most of the time they don't get big enough to have one, like five petals, or I mean five flowers. Usually I only see like one of them Mm -hmm. at a time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so they bloom late June to early August. So sometimes they're like just, some of them like up higher are just starting to bloom like um, early August. So then their fruit, it's a nodding elliptical three-winged capsule. So it's like very small, three centimeters long. Um, and then the habitat, where can we find this guy? They're mostly found in grasslands, drier meadows, forest openings, and partly shaded areas um, as well. So foothills to Montane. They're up like in southern British Columbia and Alberta. And to Montana and Idaho, you can find them in Arizona, Utah, South Dakota, and a bunch of other places too. Mm. But this specific, like you can find, there's tons of mariposas, lilies in California and like all over, you know, the United States. But this one in particular is more in the colder areas of the West. Now we covered the three spot mariposa lily, but I wanted to talk about some of the other species and what makes them different because you if you're like hiking around in different parts of montana or the west you'll probably see different ones but they all look very similar like if you know what a mariposa lily looks like then you'll be able to see it but once you get close you can tell like which variety it is so the one i attached did you look at the document because you're gonna need to i think or oh no i just was looking at the photos i have but i'll look at it now you don't have to, but I was like, or you could just Google them all as I talk about them. But, um, so the Natal's Mariposa Lily are the ones that I've seen this summer, like around Billings, um, in like grassy, really dry open areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically they all are very, very similar. Sometimes their petals are a little differently colored, but the thing that makes each of them different is the Ooh. glands at the okay, base yeah. of the petal. So those little glands at the base are different shapes. Um, and these are just, they're just called. Okay. Yeah. So they're just called basal glands. Um, and sometimes it's like purple or crescent shaped. And sometimes there's Yeah, hairs. those are so pretty. Yeah. So the first one is Bruno Mariposa Lily, which is Colochortis brunonis. Um, and I got a bunch of these pictures from the USDA website. So if you wanted to like look them up or whatever, there's a bunch of other, there's a bunch of pictures, but yeah, they have like, this one has the Bruno, Mary Post Lily has like this, the center part is these like really deep 
purple. So it's like the white petal with a little pointed tip and then it goes purple and then yellow and the stamen or, and it's just like, oh, it's so beautiful. They're like, they're just, they look perfect. They look like. Yeah. It looks like fake. Almost. Yeah. Like a silk, like a fake flower. Yeah. And then there's, so Gunnison's Mariposa Lily is the one that I, I think, I believe is the one that I've seen. That's really Which is very too. similar, and it has it has a little different, um, yeah, the bleeding, or, like, it's not quite as purple. It's almost like a burgundy right. color mm-hmm. of the gland. Um, but that's Colochortis gunnisoni. And then the big pod mariposa lily, which is Colochortis uricarpus. And it has, like, this... The picture I have, it's, like, right on, but it looks more, like, watercolor, like, the gland. Mm-hmm. Kind of, like, like spreads out longer into the petal, so it looks more yeah, purple. Yeah, that's cool. Which is really pretty. And then, like, the Natal's Mariposa Lily, which is Colochortis natalii. And that one, it's, they're very, you know, it has a little bit more of the hairs. Um, But they're very, very similar, so that's why I was, like, yeah. I think I would have to have my plant book to, like, look at all the like the three spotted yes. one is easy to tell but yes. then the rest you're like oh they're a little different but it's like once you see them all together you can tell but it's right. it's really hard if you were just like looking but they're they're all just so perfect um, yeah and they're the so white talls and the gunnison's look very they look similar. so similar yeah that's why i was like mm, not quite sure exactly what makes them different yeah those are cool i mean i definitely like this the whatever the fuzzy one the spider one that we're talking about but those other ones are cool looking yeah they're just because you don't if you're just walking along and you see them you're like oh that's a lily but you wouldn't be able to tell unless you look it straight on like what the inside part looks like so that's cool if you if you do see them you should look at them up close but yeah they're not they're not tiny they're a good size flower too but yeah, I don't I don't see them super often. And you sent me that picture earlier this summer, and I was like, we gotta talk about them because I they're think so they're pretty, pretty. They're pretty special. They're that so that was like pretty. the first time I've ever seen them was this year. Yeah, and I haven't. I remember the first time I saw them. It wasn't that long ago, and I was like, what? This is so big. Um, it's a big flower. It's really pretty. Um, so now I just have some flower facts. So. I'm going to talk about the edibility of this plant. So the bulbs that we talked about earlier, um, the corms, they can be, of the mariposa lily, are said to be sweet and nutritious. Um, You can eat them raw or cooked. But they were eaten by many native tribes and were widely used by settlers in Utah when food was scarce, which... Yeah, it sounds like it might be scarce for a while in certain parts of Utah. So all parts of the mariposa lily are edible. The leaves, the flowers, the seeds, but primarily... What? So you just pick it and... Yeah, you go go literally like a stick of celery. (laughs) You can garnish it. You know how they like garnish plates with pretty flowers? With like vial, yeah. It'd be a good like garnish flower. That'd be so pretty. And then I would keep the flower. I wouldn't want to eat it, though. It's so pretty. But, yeah, so the bulbs are eaten. It's mostly the bulbs that are eaten, and they're eaten raw, boiled, or roasted. You can dry the bulbs and the seeds and then ground them into a powder for future use. That's mm. just smart. The And, like, the flowers and leaves were just outright eaten. Like you said, just like, hum, 
Do bears eat them? So, I don't know if bears eat them. All I found on one of my sources was that gophers like to eat them. Mm. Which Like like, the flower or the bulb? The bulbs. Yeah. So, I don't know. Bears probably do, but I don't know if it's like, it's as, they don't go probably as crazy as they do for the glacier lilies. You're right. But yeah, like, there's a lot of, so... Uh, these flowers are often seen because of the way that they, they're so spread out. Um, you can often see, like, insects in them. Like, I think the, one of the first times... It was actually when I took Rocky Mountain Flora class in college, and I was hiking, and I found that flower and identified it, and there's, like, all these beetles and different bugs in them, like, every single flower. So a lot of times you'll see insects in them, such as bees, flower beetles, fla- flower flies, and other visitors... Just like all sorts of different insects that like to collect or eat the pollen. And yeah, the only thing that I know about eating them is gophers, like rodents. But I'm sure bears probably eat them. So cultivated mariposa lilies, meaning like the varieties that are grown for like garden use, um, come in many different colors. So I didn't really know that this was a garden plant, but I guess it is. And it comes in colors like lavender, pink, white, yellow, red, and orange. Which I think would be so pretty to see an orange one. Oh yeah, for sure. <gasps> an orange sago lily. Um, and then, okay, so I have a quote because then I was like, oh, there's lots of beetles that like them. So then I wanted to know more about beetle pollination. So I'm going to talk a little bit about beetle pollination. Um... But I got this information from the USDA.gov website, which I've been using a lot because it has a lot of good information. But um, it says, Mariposa lilies are believed to be pollinator generalists and attract a variety of insects, including bees, wasps, bee flies, in addition to several kinds of beetles. Um, So beetles were among the first insects to visit flowers and they remain hmm. essential pollinators today. So, I found... Crazy. Like, they were the first... That's, that's yeah, an interesting listen, fact. I was just telling Donovan about this when we went to the river. Because um, it's so cool. So, they're especially important pollinators for ancient species such as magnolias and spice bush. I don't know what spice bush is, but I guess it's a really old plant. And I think I know what magnolias are. But I also did not know that they were so old. They're like ancient. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So beetles will eat their way through petals and other floral parts. I yeah, wonder I if this. like beetles came before bees. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know about... I think they... Well, I think they did. But I'm not totally sure. So they even... This is another funny fact. They even defecate within flowers. Earning them the nickname mess and soil pollinators. <laughs> because because they just like chill in the flower for a while and like poop and eat and poop. Ew, uh, yeah. Also it's like research butterflies, just dirty things. Yeah, totally. Just like dirty little guys. Um but also research has discovered that beetles are capable of color vision. So they are attracted to certain um different colors. Hmm. Which is very interesting that they so know other, that. So other insects? 
Well, I think some of them are capable of color vision, but not all of them. That's so weird that they know that. I know. How? Science is crazy. I know. I was like, how do they? There's no way to know. How would they know that? No way to know. There's no way to know. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. But the fossil... Okay, so you know how I said that they're like one of the first insects to visit flowers? Well, the fossil record shows beetles existing and the Mesozoic so 20 million years ago before present. So beetles were pollinating some of the most ancient angiosperms. And angiosperms are just the classification of flowering plants. So all of the wildflowers that we talk about are angiosperms. So they're like probably one of the first pollinators is what they think, which is freaking crazy. I had no idea that beetles. Yeah, beetles I had were no first. idea either. That's so cool. Yeah. So I just thought, I was like, I have to talk about that. So I have a few more, just a little bit more information about what flowers that are visited by beetles. So normally, because beetles can fly, but they also have like a big bulky body. So they can't just like pollinate any flower. Right. Um, so they're typically bowl shaped, which is ex- like the cup shaped flowers of the mariposa lily right, um, right. with like their sexual organs exposed. So they have like their anthers and their pistils and their stamen all are just out, out and about, which is exactly like the mariposa lily and also the, the prickly pear that we talked about too. It has like all, everything is just like out. And then they, I guess they are attracted to white, to dull white or green flowers. Which I didn't know. Hmm. You would think they would be attracted to like brighter flowers, but I guess not. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, which is crazy. And then strongly fruity, so like they like like scented flowers, and then oh, ones that are open during the day. And then are there bo- any flowers that aren't open during the day? Yeah, there's. Are tons there like of- nocturnal flowers? Well, not exactly nocturnal. But there's, well, there is some that are completely nocturnal, but there's actually a lot, like, morning glories, they open, like, really, really early, slash, during the night, um, and then when it's really hot during the day, there's a lot of, like, delicate flowers. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that when it's hot, they close, like, even, um, blue flax, like, it doesn't stay closed all day, but if it's, like. it is very delicate. Yeah, but if, like, the weather is, like, rainy or whatever, then it kind of, like, closes itself because it's yeah. delicate so i think that's what they mean and like oh, lilies are very like needy guys so they don't need to close i don't think but yeah no there there are very few flowers that only open at night though you're right like about that that's not interesting a lot, but there's some that do only open at night um that's what i want to learn more about and also more about the carnivorous plants yeah yeah i want to know more about that too i mean we are wild for wildflowers so we can talk about any wildflower. Yeah. We could talk about some wildflowers that are, like, native to, you know, like, the tropics or yeah. Africa or something. Okay, but I just got one we more We could section. do, like, a world tour. Yeah, like, completely arbitrary. Yeah. Hey, Alex and Casey. I'm sure they're listening. Probably <laughs> right now. Um... <laughs> I know you guys. Oh, we're rocking their freak. We both are wearing completely arbitrary shirts right now on accident. Yep. The same exact shirts. Yep. We love you, Alex and Casey. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, we do love you. Though. Your podcast puts Your me podcast... to sleep every night. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about trees because I always <laughs> fall asleep. I always fall asleep. It's bad. 
Okay, but I still love it. Um, okay, so one more thing. If you look at the bottom of the document, there's one picture that I found of this beetle, and I was like, I'm gonna talk about this beetle for a minute. It's really cute. Um, but this pollinator is called the ornate checkered beetle, also known as Trichode ornatus. Oh, it's in the flower. So yeah. The beetle. You're like, what are you talking? It's in the oh, flower, but you can look. Yeah, it's a che- ornate checkered beetle. Um, so this beetle has a long checkered body that is yellow and black, and it's designed to look like a wasp to deter predators. So that's yeah. Cool. I was gonna say it does look like a yeah. Bee. It totally does. Uh, and I was like, I didn't realize they did that, but that's smart and makes sense. Um, but they're also important pollinators because they search flowers for their sweet nectar, which to them is like the protein is a good source of protein. Um, so as they're looking for the nectar, they'll coat their legs and abdomen with pollen, which in turn feeds, feeds the beetle and then pollinates the plant. So we can have more mariposa lilies. Hooray. Yay. I have a question. Oh no. And maybe I missed it, but. Oh God. No. What, when you were talking about, uh, how the plant's like edible. So with humans use the bulbs yeah so i did i kind of just like went normally i talk about like the uses with like indigenous people and otherwise but i just went really i just like really quickly did say that um native tribes would use would eat it um but it was mostly like a famine food basically like okay they ate it but it wasn't like a huge source of food it was more just like well, if this is all we got, um, okay. kind of thing. But yeah, you can eat. You can eat them raw. Like they used. So to they eat don't them, like, raw have or like any particular uses, really. No, no, like medicinal, really. Okay. It's just that yeah. they're edible. That's pretty much yeah, okay. it. Yeah, okay. that's all I could find. I think there. It's possible that there's certain things. I'm sure there is something that they use them for, but nothing like really significant. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. Cool. But one more flower down, um, a million to go. But I'm glad that we did this one because I think it's so pretty, and we got a bunch of fla- uh, pictures that we can put up um, on Instagram, which you should follow us at Wild for Wildflowers Pod on Instagram when we post pictures every week, and or every week that we have an episode out. Not yeah. every week because that's a lot. Um, I but, should be doing it every week. I still haven't posted pictures of the pod dogs. I should do that what? this week. <laughs> yeah, come on. People are waiting for the pod dogs picture. I wish Cole Thanks. was into um, social media more so they could be our social media <laughs> advocate. Yeah, yeah, I know. Me too. So, Tanea, where else can you find us? You can find us on Instagram at wild for wild flowers pot and you can email us well i just before we get to all that i just want to say i really like this flower i'm glad we oh. did it <laughs> i didn't ask if you liked it sorry well i really like it i'm so <laughs> fucking selfish i'm sorry it's, it's because it's... i'm a leo it's because i'm a leo and i have adhd <laughs> okay <laughs> it's yep. your birthday month yeah, it's my birthday month, so let's celebrate by talking about more wildflowers. 
Yeah. Um, um, you can email us at what at you can email us wild <laughs> or wildflowers. It is at right. I don't know what it is. Wait, what is it? Wild for wildflowers pod <laughs> at gmail. Yes. <laughs> oh my oh god. My god. <laughs> if you don't know. <laughs> It doesn't matter. Well, you don't I even like. Know what I, I was like, is it Wild for Wildflowers Pod or just Wild for Wildflowers? Yeah, I think all of them. Pod at Gmail. Okay. Wild for Wildflowers Pod at Gmail And if you enjoy this, uh, tell a friend. Click subscribe. Share. Leave a review. A good Leave review. A review that says, wow, this is a great podcast, and it's not a lot, it's just, you know. Okay. <laughs> Every week, that's how I'm gonna end. <laughs> okay, so, thanks for, thanks for listening, and, um, we'll see you next time. Don't forget to... Get outside. And smell the wildflowers.